This is ESPN Radio. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. We're going to get into James Harden and when he could get his wish of being out of Philadelphia. And right now, Jay Will, I thought about this with James Harden. This, this, You've been this, doing some yeah, deep late night thinking about James Harden. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, a dangerous pastime. I know. I completely understand that when it comes to me. No doubt about that. They have this new TV show coming out called The Golden Bachelor, in which they have this seventy-one-year-old man. By the way, the women that are going to be a part of this are no less than sixty years of age. Wait, wait, wait. Time yeah, out. Time yeah, out. Time out. Yeah. Exactly. Please define Golden Bachelor. That's what it's called because he's seventy-one years of age. Oh, oh sh- okay. Like Golden yeah. Years. Right. Okay. Exactly. He shall remain Ooh. nameless. Jerry Turner, seventy-one <laughs> years of age. Retired restaurateur, you know, widowed, and that's like the new entity when it comes Man. to The Bachelor. Why do I have the feeling that this could be like the James Harden story in Philadelphia, him being the golden bachelor, because nobody seems to want him to his liking when it comes to James Harden? First off, I... <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I know. Yes, you did. I can't be, I can't be watching. I can't watch, I can't watch a guy do, it, do his thing at that age. I, I don't know yeah. if I feel comfortable. I don't know if I feel comfortable, first off, before we get into James Arnold. Right, that's fair. I completely hear. But all the women will be over the age of 60. Because I know that people ain't gonna are stop him. He's in his golden years. That ain't going to stop him. I'm just saying, they're not going to be 25, 30-year-olds out there. Yates said he definitely got old school pickup lines for sure. Well, I hope so. Oh, he got he. I know he got some cold stuff under his bag. Hey, I know like, he did. Hey, don't he sleep on me. I'm lying, still active. Man. I'm still active now. You see me getting my steps in. Y'all be careful. <laughs> I'm in, the I'm shake interested. I want to I know how he's going to finesse this. He, put Go it this ahead. way. He hey. hasn't used those lines in years, and those women probably haven't heard it. So it could be a perfect storm for Mr. Mr. Turner. It's too soon, though. But I, if they had yeah. casted my dad, though, oh, boy. You're 70. Oh, really? Here, oh, boy. They would yeah. learn today. Oh, your dad's that dude? <laughs> he's him. He him. <laughs> he is him. Would you have made a cameo he would have no time today? for nobody. What'd you say, Yates? Would you have made a cameo on the show? Now, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like help him through? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm guiding him. I'm talking him through. All right. So, so Pop, you, you I'm like her. Right. Nah, I don't yeah, know. She don't shave. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what would be the best advice you would give your dad if he was in that situation? We're here for a good time, not a long time. You know, I. <laughs> you know, I. Let's go, Dad. I Costello's just shaking his head. What? <laughs> My dad will live his best life. Well, you tell your dad not to have fun. What do you mean? Uh, no, I'm just laughing. See what at your it. options are, pops. Because I've seen pictures of your dad, and I know you, and I could imagine how that conversation exactly would sound the way you just said it. Yeah, because my my dad is extremely. Anybody knows D. Will, man. Um, Dawoo is what they call my pops. Like laid back, yeah. like so late, private. Don't uh-huh. like cameras. So like. <laughs> I, I try to tell my wife, like, my wife got asked, like, oh, you know, do you want to be, like, on Real Housewives and all these things? Like, we get all this inbound. And right. my wife's like, no, I just wouldn't be good on that show. I'm like, no, nah, see, that's why you will be because you don't got time for any of that nonsense. Exactly. And media loves that because that creates cells. friction yeah. and yes. tension. Yes. Right? Now, we ain't going to do it, but I know the kind <laughs> of casting that would be good for it. So it depends. What's the bag look like, Freddie? Well, what are we I, talking? Put it oh, the this dollars way. making sense. Well, put it this way. I'm sure there's going to be some dollars behind that because he's a retired restaurateur, so you know he's got some dough. Whining and dining. Yeah, he's got some dough, Ray Me. He roots for Chicago sports teams. Yeah. He hosts barbecues. He plays pickleball. What? Yeah, that, that, anybody that plays pickleball, pickleball? yeah, they, they got some dough. Especially yeah. at that age of 71, they're not just you, doing it just to do it. You imagine that, Freddie, you in the middle of a game of pickleball, like, hold on, like, bring out that bring out that 2002 uh, in, in bottle of Bordeaux. 
Yeah, bring yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it to you, her. you yeah, know that's how he's running. Some, yeah, you have some wine and yeah. cheese while yeah. I get his yeah. cardio. Yeah. yeah. By the way, he has four daughters, so that'll get interesting. Active. The kind of act, the kind of advice they're going to give their dad. <laughs> what a great cast! <laughs> what. Now back to James Harden. What the hell were we talking about again? <laughs> See, the minute I knew I threw Golden Bachelor at you, and then all of a sudden you said, wait a minute, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about Brain that? Brain goes in so many different directions, Freddie. <laughs> it really Freddy. does, because, because right now that's where we are with our brain going in so many different directions, and especially James Harden wants one direction. He wants out of Philadelphia. And apparently Daryl Morey, the Sixers general manager, has gotten that message based on when he said a 97.5, the fanatic in Philadelphia yesterday. James is a very good player. Right now, unfortunately, he does prefer to be somewhere else. I do have a long relationship with him. I'm attempting to honor that. But the reality is, if we do look at a trade, it's going to be for one of two things. It's either going to be for a player who continues to help us be right there like we were last year, or we're going to do it for something where we get enough draft picks and things like that in a deal such that we can then turn those into a player who can be a running mate with Joel as well. But if we don't get either a very good player or something that we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. And if James were to turn his mind around, we would all be thrilled. You heard Joel's comments about that. But at this moment, he does prefer to be traded and we're attempting to honor that. Okay. What oh, did he so say? many things to unpack there, Freddie. <laughs> yeah. So much to unpack there. Uh, can we just start off with the last thing? Mm-hmm. Um, Nuno, we have the sound again. Can you just play Can you play it for us one more time? I, I just want to hear it in its entirety. Yates, play it for me one more time because I just want to hear it. James is a very good player. Right now, unfortunately, he does prefer to be somewhere else. I do have a long relationship with him. I'm attempting to honor that. But the reality is, if we do look at a trade, it's going to be for one of two things. It's either going to be for a player who continues to help us be right there like we were last year, or we're going to do it for something where we get enough draft picks and things like that in a deal such that we can then turn those into a player who can be a running mate with Joel as well. But if we don't get either a very good player or something that we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. And if James were to turn his mind around, we would all be thrilled. You heard Joel's comments about that. But at this moment, he does prefer to be traded and we're attempting to honor that. (laughs) Did you hear how many of those words were posturing? What? Complete. Come on, man. Absolutely. I mean, right now, okay, right now being July 19th, okay, mm-hmm. things can change. You know, we're attempting to trade, attempting, right. another exit opportunity word. Uh-huh. If we do look for a trade, <laughs> mm-hmm. a- another, you know, <laughs> kind of outing, kind of give, let me give you an exit line here. He said right now, again, if James were to buy in, yeah, so essentially, you're saying all these things because you're not going to get the value in return for James. Okay, no. there's nobody on the market that somebody can say, "Hey, we'll give up another star player for James." First off, that's not happening. That's going to get you back to the level with Joel and B. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. nobody's going to look at James Harden and be like, "Okay, uh, I'll give you." I mean, the days of players exchanging top tier talent for top tier talent are over, right? Like, even look at what we got for like KD. You're going to a whole bunch of draft picks. You're not going to get another top-tier talent in sure. exchange. Yeah. Teams are too smart now. They're like, oh, we'll give you some draft picks. We'll give you some twos. Bradley Bill, prime example. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then 
Like, even if you were to take a whole bunch of – even if some team was like the Clippers. Let's say the Clippers, they bit. Okay. Okay, and right. James wants to play with Russell Westbrook. Right, okay. And, and that's Kawhi, and they give you all these picks. Like, look at what, look at what teams are holding Dame hostage for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Four first-round picks? You think you're, you're going to get that in return? For James for Harden? James Harden? <laughs> no. At this exchange, even if you were able to get – one or two, like I, that's even that seems excessive right now for where James Harden is at. I don't know if I'm doing that as an opposing GM. I'm not going to give up that many assets for where James Harden is right now, where I'm unsure that he's going to change his style of play. Even if I'm a young team, Freddie, if I, yeah. and I keep going back to this really big point, you know, when when young players get drafted. Where you get drafted to and who you're surrounded with matters. Culture matters. How are you breaking these young people into the game of learning how to be professional? Now, I'm not saying James can't do it. Right. I just wouldn't bet on James Harden to do it at the level I would want my bet to do it to help my young fellas mature the right way into what kind of leadership I wanted for my organization. This so is, all yeah. that just makes me think Daryl's stuck, he and is. he can posture yeah. all day, yeah. but James is going to come back and play. Yeah, and here's the deal to that point. Daryl Murray doesn't know what to do because he never thought in a million years that James Harden won out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He said it himself, I've known James Harden a long time. When they brought James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers, when he won out of Brooklyn, he was tired of that whole circus. He was tired of that whole with the Brooklyn Nets. He wanted out. Didn't want to be around Kyrie. Didn't want to be around Katie. Didn't want anything to do with that. He wanted to get out of that before that situation went south, which is what exactly what it turned out when it came to the Brooklyn Nets. Daryl Murray probably thought, yes, I got James Harden back. We're going to have a chance to win the championship. We got a better chance here. We got Joel Embiid. Everything was supposed to be on that silver platter for that to happen. He never thought in a million years, not even a year and a half later, that James Harden would say, I know we had a great relationship. I want out of here. I want to go somewhere else. You haven't respected me the way I want to be respected by giving me an extension. Dalmore can't give him an extension because this, the jury is still out on James Harden being that kind of player that can help out Joel Embiid or vice versa. So when you put that bill of goods out there and you're Dalmore to say, we got James Harden to be in the same line, the same level as Joel Embiid, and then a year and a half later, James Harden wants out, he doesn't know what to do, Jay, because he did not think for one second that James Harden went out of that situation based on their relation when they had a chance to be together with the Houston Rockets. I mean, up, up 3-2 against the Celtics, right? I mean, come on now. Absolutely. It ain't like they were right there. Yep. Right there. Absolutely. We need you to buy in, James. So, like, that's a waiting game that Daryl Morey has experience in. He did it with Ben Simmons. Yes, he did. Okay, let's sit and wait and let's be uncomfortable together. But <laughs> I am ultimately afraid that James Harden could be the nail in the coffin for Joel Embiid with the 76ers. Wow. Like if but that yeah. if that relationship is forced and they fall short again Oof. and there is a slight implosion between Daryl Morey and James Harden and Joel Embiid, like that could be the end for Joel Embiid with the 76ers. So there is a lot riding on the dynamics and the chemistry of this trio and how it's going to work. And it better lead to them winning a championship or being in the NBA Finals. Because if it does not, Freddie, that's not going to be good. Yeah, it's it's not good now when you can't get out of the second round. And now you add all of this on top of it with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Daryl Morey right now is twisting in the wind because he has no idea how to fix this because it may not be able to be fixed to his liking, meaning winning, meaning winning a championship. 
in Philadelphia. Great stuff by Jay Williams. Hit him on Twitter at Real Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. Part of this morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN 2. And speaking of Joel Embiid, Dal Morey tried to explain Joel Embiid wanting to win a championship inside, outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, that didn't land well either. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Man, I used malpractice wrong there, but that's no, okay. No, no, you didn't. I don't believe so. <laughs> because plenty of people have been riding that malpractice train with you about Philadelphia and Joel and B, give some credit to yourself, Jay Williams, on Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Oh, what, what, the what are you saying? He what didn't you, like you said malpractice, like yeah. how it's correctly pronounced, right? Jay said, Jay said male practice. Like, that was early on. Broker. That was early on before he self corrected. Yes. <laughs> just saying. He had to self-correct because you guys wouldn't leave it alone. You guys, I mean, that's there. what happens on this show. I mean, yesterday I say one thing. I meant to say meat and potatoes. Oh, and God. It just turns into something. a plug all of a sudden that gets used to at the end of a show. It's awkward, and it's just inappropriate. Hold on, Jay. And, and quite frankly, I find it ugly. Yeah. Since we're reviewing things. I spent time with Say. Who? Say. I spent time with Say. say I call so. him Say. Yeah. For Everybody sure. Everybody calls him Say. I'm sure you can't call him Say. Why can't he? It sounds weird. Why, but that's what Pat. Just because him, you boy. don't know Saquon Gates, doesn't mean pull it up. What? I spent time with say. Why am I getting called out? Yo no say. Yo no say. Yo no say. Now we're going bilingual now. <laughs> Nothing wrong. You gotta make sure that the game frequency is up a notch, Freddie. You know? Hey, you never know. With, with what you, you don't know. With you, with you two, tie. exactly. Hey. What I don't know is I don't know. <laughs> That's completely correct. Yeah, but with both of you too. Yo, Pinto, Pinto Pat. They call him. <laughs> See how you do that? It was Ferrari Pat when you like him, and then when you don't like him, it goes to Pinto Pat. Boy, but Pat, they call him Say. Name four people who call him that. <laughs> Name four people. Name Everybody four. around him. Okay, there's there's your four. Nick Stefanski. I mean, all his guys. People that you don't know, Pat. It's a- Number four. <laughs> Pat's like, I need Top a name. Top four people who call him say, not including you. <laughs> That's what we're doing as far as that goes. <sighs> this guy. <laughs> this show is relentless. Yeah, yeah, you know, we know that part. 
Just saying, man. But uh, James Harden. Yeah. Uh, just saying. So James. What, what, did, what did they call him, Yates? Uh, you're one of the four people that know his nickname. Exactly. James? What did they call him? Man, all I do is drink his wine, man. I'm out on him right <laughs> J- now. J- oh, who, J.H.? When should Leon Rose call the 76ers? There Francis. you go. Yeah, because here we go. Because all here of a sudden. Goes Nuno. That's there goes Nuno. That's going to the Knicks. Nuno's right. You guys would be calling the 76ers for James Harden. Well, really? No, no, no. no, 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 no Joel uh, and B. B. No, oh, not James oh, Harden. Okay, okay. Nuno, I thought you wanted Cat. That. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought you guys want cat. I don't want. Cat. I don't want Carl Anthony Towns. Nothing against him. No, yeah, I don't no, want. He, I don't want him. No, we yeah. don't want those Jersey guys on the team. Well, oh, oh, okay. Wow, man, we went tri state. Yeah, wow. <laughs> now, now shots fired at Jersey. Yeah, what completely. did Jersey do to you, Nuno? Exactly. Jersey's a lovely state. No, no. First off, where are you from? I'm from uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh-huh. Okay, so like, you're not Why did that feel York, like so a lie? <laughs> that felt like a lie. It didn't feel like a lie. It felt like he didn't want to say yeah. it. <laughs> what are you hiding? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe that's why he's hiding. Nunita, he what's going on? Carlitos, way, what's going on? I'm not hiding anything. It's new. No, your real name. Where am I from? Bridgeport. Like you just spun a globe and put it somewhere. Like, yeah, there. Right there. Like from coming to America. Bridgeport. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a lovely looks like a lovely place. We'll go to Bridgeport. <laughs> you ignorant anyway, we're just gonna leave that alone. When it comes uh, to coming to America, just Google that. By the way, you're welcome. Wait, Uncle Neff, they from they from Bridgeport. Have you watched this show, Freddie? What what show is that? Oh Yates, we gotta put Freddie on. No, what show is it? What's the name of the Uncle show? Uncle Neff, man. You gotta I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. You gotta watch it. it. I, I'll, I'll take your advice it, on okay? that. I'll definitely watch that because I, IG I'll watch Reels, that. Man. Oh, 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 there IG we go. Reels, then I'm in. Then I'm in. Anytime that kind of comedy happens on IG Reels, you. I'm in. It's just we were talking about, you know, what a show would look like. Right. As it relates to what you said, the golden age. No, the, the golden What's the bachelor. Name of the, show? the golden bachelor. About a 71-year-old widower looking for a love at this late stage in life from women who are going to be part of that 60 years and over. I mean, if, if that show was happening right now, then I need Uncle Neff to be on. Uh, I, Uncle Neff show, I need them to be the golden age. Okay. For us. <laughs> You know what I mean? For, that's going to be for us. <laughs> Not okay? for anybody else, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'll focus group or two. You watch them on social, you'll get exactly what I'm talking about. That's the show I want to watch on mainstream network TV. Okay, well, maybe they need that in Philadelphia when it comes to Joel Embiid because yesterday he talked about that he wants to win a championship, whether it's inside or outside of Philadelphia. So back to Dal Morey, the sixth general manager, who does not know what's going to happen with James Harden wanting out if he can trade him or if he cannot trade him. When Dal Murray heard about that, he had this response of 97.5 to Fanaba, Joel Embiid winning a championship, whether it's inside or outside of Philadelphia. He and I spoke. Look, part of it's just at the end of the day, he's talking about the business of the NBA. In his mind, he wants to win here. He wants to win it for Philly. That's the only place he wants to win. He absolutely was sort of referencing the fact that it's not totally in his control where he is at all times. Hmm. Hmm. What? <laughs> Thank you. You reaching? <laughs> reaching? What, reaching? What would my man Kimmy Kenny Smith say one time? To, he's like swimming hard. You're swimming dog. hard, dog. Yeah. Swimming hard. Swimming hard. Dog. Going nowhere. <laughs> just, you're just you're just in the water exercising. You're swimming hard. That's what he is now. I mean, I mean, I guess he couldn't say anything else because the last thing you wanted to put out there saying, well, you know, Joel and B wants to be traded. We may have to look at that. That's not going to land well in Philadelphia. This is what happens, Jay, when if you're Daryl Morey, it's maybe blowing up in your face sooner than you thought. With this Philadelphia experiment not going the way you want it, with James Harden looking to be have a way out, and who knows how long Joel Embiid is going to be disgruntled, and me, he may want a way out sooner than later. Freddie, you ever see a dog backed into a corner? 
Yes, I have. Like a stray dog, right? Like Absolutely. where it feels like it, it's it's being cornered and it goes into protection mode. Yes. Like that's what's happening with Daryl Morey right now. It's like I, I am in straight protection mode. Like I I I have a hard time understanding exactly how I'm going to play out this James Harden situation. It is fluid. Like it could it, we're going to have some highs, we're going to have some lows, but yeah. I have to keep it as it relates to the public even kill all the time. Even if that person needs to blow off some steam, it's my job to let me bring that steam, let me bring it from level 10 back down to a level 1. Right. Hey, like you feel a little bit depressed, let me bring you from a negative 5 back up to a 0. Right? I think that's what you're seeing Daryl Morey do in real time as he's managing all these different pieces. He has Joel Embiid that he's trying to keep happy, right? You're, you're trying to actually build around a team. You're trying to also recognize the talent and potential of a young player like Tyrese Maxey, right, who is sticking to himself. Like nobody's really talking about Tyrese Maxey, who I think might be the most interesting character out of everybody mm-hmm. here okay. because he is a critical piece, right? And what does Tyrese Maxey need? He needs the ball in his hands, right? Like What do we talk about all the time? Like we do all these – pre-production meeting, post-show production meetings that we used to. And it's all about reps, Freddie. Absolutely. Like, you know, a a thousand hours of reps. So the reps are different when everybody's looking at you to make those critical decisions down the stretch with the ball in your hands. And I've often said it feels like that is the missing piece to the next iteration of who the 76ers can be. They can be a team in which if the ball were given to Tyrese Maxey and James Harden bought into a role of playing off the ball, shooting spot-up shots, creating shots, playing off the dribble of Tyrese Maxey, Mm -hmm. being another additional playmaker, playing alongside Joel Embiid, I do believe that James Harden as that third option for a team similar to the way he was a little bit with Brooklyn. Now the role will be different because sure. the ball is in his hands a lot. Right. Kyrie played off the ball, things of that sort. But I do believe that Tyrese Maxey has the ability to be that player for them. But the ability to defer is something that happens with younger players and older players. And Daryl Morey and company need to hand the keys to Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. alongside Joel Embiid. Yeah. It goes Joel Embiid, okay. Tyrese Maxey, then James Harden. But it needs to be set that way. And if James Harden can't buy in, that's going to be challenging for Daryl Morey because he is stuck ultimately with James Harden. Because James Harden's not going to buy in with that. He's not. He's. You have he's to figure. Totally, you have to figure it out. Yeah. He, well, you have to find a way. There's no. I mean, look. There's no dancing around it. That right. is your answer, Freddie. Right. It is your. answer. That is your answer. Find yeah. a way to get that done. And, but now it's incumbent upon Daryl Morey to do that. And yes. Right now he has no idea. How to make that happen one way Ooh. or the other. Just Harry Douglas about to walk in. He looking clean. He wearing a well, three-piece suit. Wait until you man. see this man. He's like a new dime, huh? Oh, my goodness. So we're, we're, we're gonna ask, oh, my goodness. We're going to ask the new dime that is Harry Douglas about the word pressure involving Bill Belichick when he joins us next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Freddie, that's what we do when Harry Douglas comes on? We play uh-huh. the Anthony Hamilton for him like that? Get the slow groove? Because he's, he, a, he's the slow groove known as Harry Douglas? Yeah, because he's wearing the purple today. Yes, he's got the grape on. The purple is purple with a French twist. Y- yes, can, he, I, can I hit one really quick for y'all? Ha- okay. Have at it. Go ahead. Charlene. There you go. Anthony Hamilton appreciates the royalties and residuals. Well done. <laughs> Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, ESPN Radio host, and NFL analyst doing this in studio on ESPN Radio, it's also ESPN2, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, and also apparently karaoke with Harry Douglas as well. Mm. Speaking of putting people on blast in terms of the New York Jets and people can't wait to see what's going to happen. Hard Knock's going to be a part of that whole thing. The Jets didn't want to do it. Aaron Rodgers even said, Harry, that they were forced to do it because the NFL, they're a bunch of big bad bullies, but they'll do it anyway. But the Jets are not going to give them any kind of access that they're looking for. What do you make of that? Well, uh, as far as, because, you know, I think they were complaints about, you know, showing guys getting cut. I understand mm-hmm. Robert Sala. I understand the Jets organization when that comes about. Now, one, things we, one, of the, one of the things we do have to remember is that Hard Knocks is a TV show, mm-hmm. right? HBO's a TV show. So, yes, drama sells, sad things sell. And I've done a reality show before, and I remember asking a producer, why can't we highlight more positive things? And he I'm basically sorry, told I'm sorry, what reality well, show? Wax. Uh, oh. Wife and girlfriends of oh. sports stars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Why I have that, I never known this? You didn't know yeah, that, Jay? I was on that, oh, man. He was on that. My God. Yeah, I was on that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's drama. I was on that, Jay. Woo. Okay, I, I see that personality coming out. Go ahead, Harry. All right, go ahead. So, I'm sorry. I, no, but, but, now but, I got to look up Wags. Well, go ahead. One of the things you that you mentioned, though, is like basically, you know, negativity sells. But mm-hmm. being a former player... And when you get to know these guys that's on the back end of rosters trying to make the team, knowing how much it means to them and how heartfelt it is, and then to see those guys get released and let go, and for that to be shown on TV, that's something I always had an issue with when it came to hard knocks. But I did hard knocks in 2014 with the Atlanta Falcons. And for the Jets, it just embrace it. Just still be yourselves. At the end of the day, your head coach and the organization gets the final say of what's being displayed and what's shown out there on TV. But don't let it become a distraction because you don't want to do it so much. So now you're going against the grain against things that you normally do. Me, Roddy White, Julio Jones, Devin Hester, one of the things that we vowed to ourselves when they were in our meeting room and following us around a lot is that we were going to be who the hell we were no matter what. Right. And what they can use, they can use. What they couldn't use, that, that wasn't our problem. But, Freddie, I was thinking about this too because I wanted to ask Harry about this. Is, isn't that one of the problems though, right? Like You guys were vets. Like, knowing who you are, right? And I know Aaron Rodgers is a vet. Yep. But you have a lot of young players, and you have a team that feels young that doesn't know who they are yet. They're trying to find out who they are. So, I mean, Harry, you and I, you've noticed, man, you, in so many locker rooms, like the learning curve, the challenges that come along with that, it, we, somebody's like, oh, just be yourself. Like, I don't know who myself is in this environment with this team yet. And it's hard to figure out when there's pressure coming from Aaron Rodgers and cameras in your face. Well, that's a, that's a great point, Jay. But that's also why you have to lean on the vets that yeah, you do have. That's true. Okay. That's why I always say when these organizations try to get rid of, you know, veteran players, 
And it happened to us when I was in Atlanta, right? We would go to an NFC Championship game in 2012, have a ton of veterans. Next thing you know, the locker room looks totally different in 2013, and we're playing with rookies across the board in all different kind of places, mm. and we don't have that success. But you need enough veterans on your football team to be able to talk to those young guys. I think about all the guys man, that I was able to mentor and the older guys that mentored me that allowed me to be in a position to mentor people when I became a veteran. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was pivotal in my career, very pivotal. Having Brian Finneran and Michael Jenkins and Roddy White, uh, Tony Gonzalez, and then the offensive lineman that we had, Tart McClure, who we called Mud Duck, that was valuable <laughs> to me and my growth. Mm. as a young player across the board in the National Football League. By the way, Jets, rookies and veterans report the training camp today. They are the first NFL team this summer to have everyone back at work. Always doing work is Harry Douglas, ESPN NFL analyst and also ESPN radio host, joining Freddie Cohen and Jay Williams this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Staying in that division, man, Bill Belichick, his owners letting it be known, this better not be another year without a playoff. Bill O'Brien trying to be the buffer between him and Mac Jones, trying to get that quarterback thing started. And then Asante Samuel saying, greatest coach of all time a guy I play for, it ain't Bill Belichick. Realistically, he shouldn't be under pressure. But on a scale of one to five, Harry, mm-hmm. with one being the worst and five, I say one being the least and five being the highest, where is the level of pressure on Bill Belichick going into this season, according to you? I give it a three. I give it a three. A lot of people say Bill Belichick going to be on the hot seat. I would not take it that far. Um, I think what he's been able to do, six Super Bowls as a head coach of the New England Patriots, we got to remember as a defensive coordinator with the Giants, he won two. So I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time when you look at the NFL landscape. And when we look at great coaches, right, they all have that quarterback. They all have a, a generational type player on their roster because otherwise, why would we be talking about them as being the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. So when you look across the landscape of the NFL of coaches that are considered in, in those ranks, they all have had someone, uh, and it might not have been a quarterback. You look at the Giants when Bill Belichick was there. He had Lawrence Taylor. Yep. That's, that, that's a dog. But still, I think in order to become in that category, you have to have a generational type player. Look at Andy Reid right now with Patrick Mahomes. Right. It kind of has to happen. But I think – it's very pivotal that they make the playoffs. I don't know how in the hell they're going to do it mm-hmm. because that division right now, they're the fourth best team in that division. And I think they dropped the ball not getting a DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he would have moved the needle tremendously for them. But I think also when you look at Mac Jones, a quarterback who's trying to get back along the lines of his rookie season because we've seen the frustration week in and week out last year. Got benched in the whole nine for Bailey Zappi. I think they missed the opportunity to be able to get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins because when you look at the catch radius, your quarterback doesn't have to be 95 or 100% right with a guy like that. He can be 70% right. He can be 60% right. But a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is going to make him right because of the 50-50. That's what most people call it. I call it 100-100, baby. 100-100 ball. <laughs> it touches hands. Ask Kyler Murray and that hell Murray that they did when DeAndre Hopkins was down there and he went up and hot-pointed it. So I just thought that was a missed opportunity for, for Bill Belichick and the Patriots to get a guy to help Mac Jones. See, HD brings me to my bigger point about the whole Bill Belichick conversation. I would agree with you. I think the coaching – um, threshold is around the three pressure wise, yep. right? It's in the middle of the pack. But like the GM aspect, like to me, like picking the talent, that feels high. But then I would ask you, can you separate the two with Bill Belichick? Do you see any world in which Bill will say, you know what, I'll acquiesce the, the picking of talent, but I still want to run my system? Will he be able to, would he ever be able to compartmentalize the two? I, I don't think, I think he's been doing it it's so long. It's hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think he's been doing it so long. I think it's too late. 
to, to ask him to do that. I think when we see Bill Belichick not do one thing, coaching or the GM aspect of things, I think that's the day we see Bill Belichick no longer with the New England Patriots. And let's be honest, he, he he's earned that right, but he also played a major part in his team not being disciplined as we we're accustomed to them right. see, uh, seeing them be last season. Right. Also, Mac Jones and the growth that he didn't have in year two. And then also, I, I just think you look at the special teams. They gave up two touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills on kick returns. Mm. When in the hell have we seen that happen to a New England Patriots team? They were one of the most flag-penalized teams in the National Football League. So it's a lot of hurdles going into 2023 that they had to, they have to get over in, in which in 2022 we seen we we are accustomed to seeing from a Bill Belichick led team. NFL season kicks off in 50 days when Kansas and Detroit have at it and we can't wait to get closer and closer to that. By the way, Harry, you're going to be on what and and where later on today. So I got get up 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. then right to first take 10 a.m. to 12 noon and then ESPN Radio 12 noon to 3 p.m. baby. Ooh, wow. Yeah. You said what is that? Plum? Does he have a plum? It's <laughs> a reason why I wore plum today. Come on, Jay. Exactly, man. They worked you hard in a car alarm in the projects today, man, my friend. Good Harry Douglas, ESPN Radio analyst and editor analyst. Hit him up with the H. Douglas 83 joining Freddie Cohen and also Jay Williams. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, my man. Yes, sir. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPN2 and ESPNU. So we have one of our partners on ESPN Radio, part of the family, Harry Douglas, joining us not too long ago, about five minutes ago, talking a little NFL. Another one of our partners has an important question that has everything to do with Costco. I give you Chris Carlin from Canty and Carlin, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So no one should be surprised that Chris Carlin is in Costco. Those things go hand in hand. But while he was there, he pointed out an important question involving Carlin and Costco and comedy. So I'm at Costco, and look, I'm not new to this at all. But one thing that has never been clarified for me is how many times is acceptable to circle back around for the samples, okay? This is not a, oh, fat guy wants something to eat in Costco, he's going to stand and hover. No. Two, three times, I feel like four, you might get the side eye, because I'm not going to lie. There is a grilled cheese sample here that is freaking off the charts. I've had two of them, and I think three might be pushing it. Look, these, man, those taquitos are only thirteen ninety nine. That's not bad. Check that out. Anyway, uh... Provide some clarification for me because I'm not sure what the etiquette is here. I mean, the so etiquette is you keep going uh-huh. back to the sample, the free free samples. Oh, I'm sorry. What? They're for free, <laughs> Freddie. I'm coming back five, ten times okay. if I want to. What? No There's no limit. What? It's free. There is no limit, but there should be some decorum and control. Shouldn't you think? You get one, Jay. You get one free sample. If you go back for the second, you have to buy the product. No, no you don't. What are your thoughts on 100% that? 100% yes. No way. 
First of all, as long I, as you're I, not I've hovering. done this. I've gone to the free sample, uh-huh. and I've got it six, seven times. Oh, wow. So and I the give same? the stinky eye. What are you going to do? Tell me, no, it's not for free? Are you the same guy that goes to the deli line and be like, hey, can I get a slice of cheese, and you come back and get nine more slices of cheese? No, but no, it doesn't say different. free it cheese say free at the sample. deli. Yeah, it doesn't say that. It I'm says get a free sample. Slice of cheese to eat is absolutely considered a sample. No, they ask you, would you like a slice? And they say yes, and that's it. Yeah, The samples are there. They're there to be sampled. Free stay away from you, deli if, meats in general. If you go seven <laughs> times to get a free sample, Jay, are you buying the product? That's after what I want to know. No, yes. definitely not. That's really? that wow. is you That's are cheap. You just had a full on eight piece meal yes. of nuggets. Yes, for <laughs> yes. free. Yes, yes, I did, and I am full, and I it suffices. So, Jay, That's are you wild. walking around and coming back? Or are you hovering? Oh like, no, I'm not hovering. I, I'm going to play it cool. Yeah. I'm going to look okay. at products. I'm going to walk around, then come back, right. walk around, then come back, have more stuff in my cart. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm buying <laughs> stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Now, by, I, by the way, the, 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 the stuff. What you say? We have to pay the picture here. So if, is the right. sample that you're grabbing in, let's say, a mall food court or something? I mean, or if we're giving the Costco example. Okay. Let's use Costco. Let's so stay there. So you're just aimlessly walking up and down aisles to circle back to grab the same thing that you no, just no, had No, 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 no. I'm of? going there to buy products. I'm buying things that I came there to buy. And mm-hmm. by the way, the stuff I'm going to buy is completely going to cover the cost of your free sample 10 times I come to visit. Okay. Easily. You cannot freeload an entire meal at the sample line. But I'm not freeloading anything. I'm subsidizing your store. No, you're not. I'm buying products from <laughs> nah, your store. You're not subsidizing the store. What nah. do you mean? I'm buying you're products from the store and inflating the rate. Have you seen inflation cool. costs these days, Freddie? I've seen the inflation numbers. I get that. But subsidizing the store by eating freely of one product but buying others, I don't uh, know how you make that match up. Try me a well, river, no, Justin hey, Timberlake. Wait Come a minute. On. It's like we've all, or some of us, gone out, had... A few, right? You run up a, you run up a tab, right? You run up a tab. Uh-huh. What app? Like a good bartender will give you a shot or two free for throughout free. the night. Yeah, yes. for free. you're not turning or, that one or two. You're not turning that down. One or two keys, or not, not more. Seven. Not seven or eight. Jay definitely acts surprised too every time. It's like, oh, free oh, samples it so every good. time. No, but I'm wow, just saying it doesn't, say, it it doesn't say free shots of tequila. You know, I mean, when you buy shot, these five drinks, <laughs> it doesn't say that. Like that's more done. Like, hey, like I am making a gesture. You are buying things here. Uh-huh. Here's more free things to incentivize you to buy more. I love the so way you, you never uh, bought the food though. You yeah, but I'm buying a, the products. I'm not buying air conditioners from Costco. Okay, I love the way he used the inflation argument. Saying that you, these, it's hard out here in these streets with these Tough prices. economic times right now, yeah. Freddie. So if I'm going to buy an air conditioner, <laughs> oh, I'm going to sample something seven to eight times, and that that uh, evens things you guys, out. <laughs> you guys are really crying over the seven times I sample free no, orange cry- chicken. No, no, this that's is what the, we're crying no, over. No, right I'm not now. crying. No, 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 I'm no, saying I've had seven pieces it. of orange chicken. You can and do now whatever you I'm want. I'm hustling the free sample, and then you load your groceries into your helicopter and head home. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, the toothpick's probably the most expensive thing you've thrown out. A sample of orange chicken. You have completed an order of. Yes. I, I'm assuming it's a number six. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a, a, a large number what, six? So, yeah. so wait. So, I'll so have wait. The general souls. Alan Yates, are, <laughs> are are you are you officially saying that you are going to live to the standard of what Pat Costello just said? Two times max. I don't, free really, I don't really trust people cooking, so I don't do the sample. What thing are you anyway. talking about? What do you mean you don't trust people so cooking? So you can't even have a comment on this. What are you this talking thing? about? This there's absolutely etiquette. If I was in the food court and watched you circle me nine times <laughs> to eat seven pieces of orange chicken, I'm calling 
Paul Blore and all the mall cops are saying, yo, this man's up to something. That's fine. I'm going to get smart. I'm going to hustle again. I'm going to start sending my friends back for the free orange chicken. And I'm going to tell him to continue to sample it. with him. So maybe the bigger question is about this whole thing. Thanks to Chris Carlin about sample etiquette. There's no etiquette. When at Costco, apparently not based on you. You're doing seven, eight times. You passed the etiquette training a long yes. time ago. So what is an acceptable number to Pat or to Alan or to Nuno? If, if someone's going to sample, what's a number that that's the dividing line? Once you go past that number, that's it. Two. It's number two. Two, two is number the max, two. and no. then you have to buy the thing. You Alan, can't, what, you can't yeah. have seven. Okay, Alan, what's the acceptable number? Number two. Okay. Nuno, what's acceptable? Well, two quick things. Probably two to three. Number two. But I also feel like these guys haven't spent a Saturday morning in a Costco's at BJ's. Ever. That's part of it. Like, you, what do they have as samples? Like, Uh you... You kind of get a little, you know, like, oh, there's a little smile on your face when they actually have something good there. Like, right. And, and and they freely give as much away as you want to eat. Wait. Okay. And see, no, no, this is what happens, too. Like, this is what Alan Gates and, and Pat Castillo don't have. Like, the Saturdays that we end up Costco going money. to Costco, you don't need are, Costco are the Saturdays money. where, look, wife and I have the little date night on Friday night. So we're a little bit hungover. We got the kids. They're running around everywhere. The kids want to try one. I'm getting hung. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot to manage. Well, just order the hot dog, man. They tell me Costco hot dogs is great. You over here eating orange but, chicken but still, fighters. You gotta, but still, you got to take it home and cook it. You got to take it. You got to take it home and cook it. You don't have to do that with a sample. It's already there but for they you. They got Free pre-made hot dogs, hot dogs in that joint. Yeah, yeah, then he's going to sample those. Nah, you got to just buy that joint. If you go in there, then you got to buy it and take. Then you got to buy it and take it home and cook it. You don't have to do that with samples. I'm also hungover. I'm tired. Yeah, from Costco. Now that's not going to fly. I got a minute. Nice try. <laughs> uh, just, uh, to be clear, I'm eating the grilled cheese. Not, uh, not the gr- uh, I'm not, not allowed to eat the orange chicken. Why, oh, why not? Whoa, whoa, wait, why not? Goes the conversation. Why not? Why not? HR? I'm not allowed. Apparently, Pat is worried that if he says that he likes chicken and watermelon, it's going to be like a fight behind the scenes or something like that. I didn't say that. <laughs> you didn't. You did not not say it though. Love those grilled cheese samplers. <laughs> if someone gave me a sample grilled cheese, I'm. You're I'm in? reporting them to the CDC. What are you talking about? The CDC. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Are they giving them. you a side of tomato soup though? You got to dip. The- I'm allergic to that, so I'm absolutely out on that. So oh, that's you, fine, but don't report them to the CDC because you're cold, allergic to stale, it. Stale grilled cheese. Then, don't, stuff, why then is don't it eat it. Stale? Then don't eat it. Yo, keep going. There are other samples. There's rules on grilled cheeses, man. I don't doubt that, but if you don't like Y'all it, don't eat it. What is that? You got like 10 commandments on grilled cheese? What, what are they? I don't think Jay and Saquon Brogdon were having grilled cheese yesterday, but what did he learn? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.